just want to celebrate. I am so proud of this church because yesterday a huge group of people went to Skid Row and fed the homeless. And over 150 people gave their life to Jesus. testimony I heard let me tell you prayer makes a difference I'm gonna say it again prayer makes a difference let me say it one more time prayer makes a difference Emily went up to a man her and a couple other people and she said I'd like to pray for you and he really was emotionally touched and he said I'm so grateful that you prayed for me he said I felt the peace of God and he said, I was getting ready to kill myself right now. And then you came up and prayed for me. I'm here to tell you, prayer still makes a difference. That man is alive today because someone took a step of faith and prayed for him. We saw eight healings. There was a man with a withered hand that I think Pastor Armando prayed for, and his hand began to open up. He never opened up his hand, and his hand began to open up. It's incredible. By the greatest miracle is always the miracle of salvation. And let's shout to praise God, because 156. something very special at our church called hope and promises and it's a way that we can really bless this community and the world so if you have an employer on Tuesday is national giving day tell your employer you need to give to hope and promises all the information check out the website um, and make sure there's always a table somewhere around here with all the information Make sure you check it out and tell your employer, say, look, you need to give to Hope and Promises. And some of you that are business owners, you need to give to Hope and Promises. Amen? It's interesting how the shouts change when you talk about money. Come on, somebody. We should be able to shout all the kingdom adventures in Jesus. Amen. Come on. Shouting is the language of victory. Give Jesus a shout of praise. All right. I just got to say this. High five a couple people around you. Say, Jesus is on the throne. Come on, let's give our worship team a big hand. Aren't they awesome? I just, you know, I just got to tell, there's so many wonderful people that actually cooked for me and Natalie over Thanksgiving, and uh, I just want to say thank you so much. That was the best Thanksgiving dinner I've ever had. Me and my wife talked about it. So blessed. So blessed. 
Someone deep fried us a turkey. I've never had deep fried turkey. Man. I need a prayer cloth. Come on, somebody. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. And uh, I really want to preach a message today that will be a real foundation for our church, especially for our Valor Christian College students, especially for... How many know we have a great Bible college here, Valor Christian College? We have so many people at this church that dream big. So many of these people that, so many people here that have a heart and a passion to serve God. Pastor Rob said it. He said, everyone here has a purpose. How many believe that today? I may believe that you have a purpose in Jesus. That was a pretty sad amen there. I want to I wanna talk to some people that are dreaming big, some people that are called into the ministry, some people here today that want the favor of God on their life, some people that want blessed, some people that want to see God move supernaturally. If you have your Bible, turn to Genesis 41. And it reads like this. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, There is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Now that is a position. Joseph's position. I am titling this message, Joseph's chair. Everybody wants blessed. Everybody wants the favor of God. Everybody wants to be used by God in a big way. Amen. Amen. There's people dreaming big in this room. Joseph sat in a chair. I mean, it was a chair. He ruled over all of Egypt. At his word, people listened. This is a, a, a power, an anointing, a favor of God. Success oozed from him. Things in the kingdom of God just don't happen. I was talking to someone this week, and they said it was amazing what you did in Honduras, how 
just by a coincidence, you met with the first lady who's running for president. I didn't tell him, I said it wasn't a coincidence. It was God's divine appointment. Come on. See, everybody, I should say it like this, most everybody wants to sit in this chair, Joseph's chair. You rule over the land. At your word, things happen. You ride in the second chariot. No one can raise a hand against you. I am actually going to try to talk a few people out of some things today. Instead of trying to talk you into something. I, I want to preach something to you that's maybe a little bit different. To sit in this chair, you have to go through a few things. To end up in this chair, you have to go through a couple things. It just doesn't happen. Things just don't happen. The first thing you have to go through is found in Genesis 37 verse 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak, speak, speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. If you want to be liked, don't sit in the chair. Let me say it again. If you want to be liked, don't sit in Joseph's chair. If you want everybody to like you, this chair ain't for you. If you want everybody to sing your praises, that ain't your chair. If you want everybody to tell you how great you are, that ain't your chair. If you want everybody to tell you how wonderful you are, how special you are, how, how spectacular you are, this chair ain't for you. If you want to be used by God, the favor of God, the anointing of God, if you want to see God move in your life like you've never seen, there's going to be times where people just don't like you. We call them haters. Come on, somebody. I've had my share of haters. Come on, somebody. Haters going to hate. Now, you can't let the haters affect you. Come on, somebody. Haters are going to say what haters are going to say, but you just got to know I'm called by God, and if God calls me, it doesn't matter what anybody says. But there's so many people affected by haters. Oh, man, they said that to me on Facebook. Ooh, man, I've had a lot of people say a lot of mean things to me on Facebook. If you want to sit in Joseph's chair, people are going to hate you. People are going to dislike you. You got to be careful who you tell your dreams to. You got to be careful who you share what God's doing in your life. To. Let me tell the Valor Christian College students, you got to be careful who you share your dreams with. I'm going to do this and this and this for God. You know, Sometimes you talk like that, you create haters. Sometimes you got to keep those things in your heart. Ponder them in your heart. People are going to not like you from time to time. To sit in this chair, you might occasionally be hated. You have to stand up for some things. Let me say it again. Sometimes you got to stand up for the truth. Come on, somebody.
One thing from this pulpit, we will preach the truth of God's word. Doesn't mean you have to like it, it's just the truth. It's in the Bible and it's true from Genesis to Revelation. People aren't always gonna like you. And all of a sudden you get all twisted up because someone doesn't like you. Someone doesn't like what you're doing. Someone doesn't like what you're saying. You know, a lot of times Joseph had to learn his family didn't like him. You know, a lot of times when you come to Jesus, your family won't understand it. A lot of times you'll get hate. I'm going to break it down to you real strong. You get hated in the church. The brethren hate you. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you get more hate from church people than the world. Why am I doing all this when everybody at church don't like me? It ain't. It don't matter if people like you or don't like you. You need to do what God says and be obedient to the word of God. Church people can get nasty. Mm. Preach, pastor. Come on, somebody. I've, I've been in church for a long time now. Church people can get nasty over the silliest stuff. Oh, man. Come on. Why, why is she always singing the solo? Mm. You know, my voice is just as good as hers, if not better. Come on, somebody. Ooh. Why does Shalom always pick her? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Brian. Why does Pastor Brian always say hi to them and not me? Well, let me, let me, let me fix that. Hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> Just in case I ever forgot to say hi. <laughs> Come, on, Come on. You're not always going to be liked. It's not always going to be a thumbs up on your Instagram. It's not going to be always a thumb up, thumbs up on your Facebook page. If you want to sit in this chair... If you want to be used by God, if you want to be anointed by God, if you want the favor of God, if you want to do something that is so incredible, you're not always going to be liked. Come on, I'm trying to get you battle ready. I'm trying to get you ready because the world is changing. Jesus is coming back. And I believe he's coming back sooner than a lot of people think. And you better be ready. But for years, we've talked to Christians like they're delicate fabrics. Like you, 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 you can't fold it a certain way. You can't put it in a washer a certain way. You can't. We treat you like you're so delicate. I'm not doing that. I want to shoot you straight today so that you know what you're walking into when you tell me God has called me to do this. If God has called you to do this, you're going to have to sit in that chair and not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to be your BFF. Come on, somebody. If you're doing this because you're BFF, then you're missing the whole point of this. Say, man, I got to get, I got to learn to get past the, the brothers, the brethren. You got to learn how to deal with people not liking you. Joseph had a dream. He told his brothers. His brothers hated it. They said, what are we, to worship you? They got upset. They sold him into slavery. 
What I love about that, Genesis 39 says this. Let me just read verse 2, actually. Joseph's in slavery, and this is what the Bible says. The Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> he was sold into slavery. And the Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. He was sold into slavery. And the Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. If that happened to you, you'd be saying, where is God? Where is God? How did God allow this to happen? Where was God directing and ordering my steps? God has a way of getting you where you need to get, but it might not be the way you want to go. God has a way of getting you where you need to get, but it not, might not be the way you want to go. But God knows the way you need to go to get where you need to get so you can get where you have to be. And some of you are saying, where's God? This isn't the route I wanted to take. This isn't what I had planned. This isn't what I saw. But the Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. In slavery, the Lord was with Joseph. Ha. You're crying about your situation. And then this is always, if you want to sit in this chair, this is always one that never goes away. Genesis 39, verse 7, verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Let me get ready for this one. If your flesh is controlling your life, Come on. don't sit in that chair. If you can't get a hold of your hormones, don't sit in that chair. If you can't put them under submission to Jesus Christ, don't sit in that chair. Now, let me tell you, everyone can make a mistake. And we serve a forgiving, loving God with multiple mercies. Isaiah 51 says he has a multitude of mercy. But if you can't get a hold of your flesh... Because there's always going to come someone with longing eyes as God begins to lift you up. And it might not always be a woman. Come on, somebody. It might be a man. It could be a man longing for another man. It could be a woman longing for a man. It could be a man longing for a woman. I'm here to tell you, the longing eyes will come. And what you got to do is say, look, you got to stay strong in the Lord. You can't let your flesh overtake you because you can't sit in this chair if you don't got control of your flesh. I'm going to say it again. You can't sit in it. You can't sit in it. If your flesh is controlled by some pretty girl coming up to you and say, hey, baby. Let me do it again. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Hey, baby. <laughs> Don't sit in the chair. Don't sit in the chair. You always got a new boyfriend. Don't sit in the chair. You always got a new girlfriend. Come on, somebody. You're on your 15th girlfriend in three months. Don't sit in the chair. 
You're not ready for the chair. Just shooting you straight. Get control of the flesh. Submit it to Christ. God can deliver you. God can deliver you. I declare deliverance over everyone right now that's struggling in their flesh. I declare that God is able to deliver you. He's able to deliver you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I like this next one. Now it came to pass, Genesis 40. Let me just turn down to verse 23. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. So Joseph stays strong when Mrs. Potiphar comes after him. But he gets thrown in prison. And he interprets a butler's and a baker's dream. But it says in verse 23, it says, don't forget about me when you go before Pharaoh. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. If you want your name to be known, don't sit in the chair. To get to this chair, you're going to be forgotten. There's going to be moments where people forget about you. There's going to be moments where people push you to the side. People might not see your value. People might not see what you have to offer. People might not see everything that's inside you. You may be sitting in a prison cell forgotten. But to get to this chair... At moments, you have to be forgotten. Because there's something that happens when you're forgotten, you realize something. It was never about me to begin with. It's all about him and all about him getting all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. If you want it all about you, don't sit in that chair. If it's about you and your bag of chips and your soda, come on somebody, and how great and wonderful you are, don't sit in the chair. If it's about what you can do for others, don't sit in the chair. If it's about how great you bring to people's life, the joy you bring to people's life, every good thing you do, don't sit in the chair. This ain't for that. This chair is from for people that forgot who they were, but realized who God was when everybody else forgot who they were. This ain't about your name. It's about the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. You can't sit in this chair if it's about your name. It don't work that way. I'm just shooting you straight. Because a lot of people will tell you a lot of different things. But this is truth. You want to do something great for God? You want the favor of God on your business? You want the anointing like you can't imagine? It ain't about you. And when you make it about you, you don't sit in this chair. And then something else that, man, most people do pretty good. With the first couple. But this one, man, this one's real tough. Most people don't get past this one. I'll be honest. 
most Christians don't fulfill their purpose. Most don't. I'm being honest with you. There's some Billy Grahams out there that just didn't fulfill their purpose. There's some people that are anointed to go all over the world, but just something hindered them. But I declare over this church, and I declare over you, that nothing will hinder you. That you will be anointed and appointed for such a time as this. You'll run through the adversary's attack like running through the defensive line of a football team. God is with you. But this one's tough. Genesis 42 says, so Joseph, now he's the number two. He's got power now. Say power. Say it with authority. Say power. He's got power. So Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. So then Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them and said to them, you are spies. You've come to see the nakedness of the land. Mm. This one's tough. This one is facing those that hurt you. But not just facing them. Blessing them. Blessing those that hurt you. If you can't bless those that hurt you, can't sit in this chair. Can't. I'll tell you something. Many years ago, when I was a young pastor, someone really hurt me. So I did what every pastor would do. I called up my boys. Come on, somebody. I called them up and said, you know what so-and-so did to me? Let's get him. He ain't going to preach anywhere ever again. Come on, somebody. Don't have him to your church because you know what? He's a dirty dog. Come on, somebody. So I started calling all my friends. Come on. And as I'm doing it, the Lord really spoke to me. He said, how many times have you hurt me and I've blessed you? And you can't bless him because he hurt you. I eventually called everyone back and said, you know what? I made a mistake. I want to bless this guy. I actually even sent him a gift and some money and said, I bless you in the name of Jesus. If you can't bless those that hurt you, you can't sit here. If you want vengeance can't sit here. If you want revenge, you can't sit here. If you want them to get their due, if you want them to face justice, you can't sit here. You have to be able to bless your enemies. Just sit there. Now, if you don't want to sit here, if you don't, if you don't want to see this favor, because Joseph was favored. Joseph was anointed. There was a favor on his life. There was an anointing on his life. There was something special on his life. 
If you don't want that, then you don't have to do any of this. Just do you. But I'm here to tell you, that's a horrible way to live. That's not the way God has intended you to live. And what happens is a lot of times people get tripped up at these different moments and they can't get past them. Some people get so mad because people said things about them and they don't like them that they never get past that. Some people get trapped in the lust of the flesh and just can't get past that. Some people get, they, they get, so, they get so hurt because they're forgotten that they can't get past that. And a lot of people have a hard time. Now, we can say it like good Christians here on a Sunday morning in Whittier, California, praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But it's a lot, it's a lot harder to bless your enemies than just say it. Like we're here today. Oh, yeah. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Well, let them be in your face. Then bless them. It's not so easy. Come on, somebody. It's something that, that Joseph had to face his brothers who sold him into slavery and he had to bless them so that their lineage, their bloodline would be spared from devastation. And Joseph's point of view was this. God allowed everything to happen so that I could spare your existence, so that I could spare Israel. See, Joseph had a bigger perspective because you have to have a bigger perspective to sit in this chair. You can't just think about you and sit in this chair. Because when you think of you, you think about all the ways you're hurt or your family's hurt or they did you dirty. But the reality is you have to bless people. I knew this wouldn't be a good amen message. Come on, somebody. But it's the truth. Exodus 1.8. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. It's a very simple one. This one got me through a lot of hard times. Now there arose a new king of e over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Such a simple passage. You know, you think you do all these great things for God. Let me talk to some of the Bauer students. You're going to preach to thousands, and lives will be changed, and blind eyes open, and deaf ears open. There will come a day. You'll be dead. And most people won't even remember your name. Most people won't remember your name. Well, you say, no, that ain't going to happen because, you know, we had a celebration of life for that pastor. And 20 years from now, people won't remember his name. 30 years from now, they won't remember his name. You don't understand. No, I, I, I do. There always rises up a new pharaoh. One translation says, that does not know the works of Joseph. I'm here to tell you, if you're doing this to be remembered, that ain't the reason to do it. If you want to sit here, you might not be remembered. But something amazing happens. I'm bringing the boat into the dock. 
the plane into the hangar, the car into the garage. Exodus 13, 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had placed the children of Israel under a solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. Moses and the children of Israel are leaving bondage after 400 years. And can you picture them getting a shovel and digging up Joseph's bones to take with them to the promised land? They're digging it up to take to the promised land. I do have something good to tell you about sitting here. There will come a day, there will come a time, there will come an hour when you will leave this earth and you will go to the promised land. You will go to heaven and you will meet Jesus there, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the rose of Sharon, El Shaddai, our all-sufficient one, Jesus. And you'll meet him in paradise. And what I guarantee you, what I can promise you, you might not be remembered by man. You might have to go through a few things while living here on earth. But you will get to glory. And Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have run the race. And I'm here to tell you, if you want the favor of God, if you want the anointing of God, if you want to lead at a level you've never led, if you want to do things you've never done before, this is the chair. But it's not an easy road to get to this chair. But I guarantee you this, one day in glory, in glory, Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't ever do this for man. Do this for God. Don't ever do what you're doing for man. Do it for the glory of God. I'm here to tell you, man didn't call you, God called you. Man didn't give you his, your purpose, God gave you a purpose. You don't do this for the accolades of man, you do this for the glory of God. You don't do this to be recognized, you don't do this for a name, you don't do this for all the different things. You do this so that one day you will make it into glory and God will say, I have called you to be a servant and you have been a servant of God. See, everybody wants the big purpose. Everybody wants the big call. The big call is being a servant of God. Servants. A servant. A servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Everybody stand to your feet. Worship team, come back. I pray that I don't care your age, where you came from, 
God is looking for people that will sit in this chair. But it comes with a price. Never forget it. Salvation is free. Amen? Just grateful for that. Grateful for that. Everything else, you have to pay a price. My pastor says this all the time, Rod Parsley. I love this. He says, if you can do anything, anything else other than pastor, do it. Do it. If you can do anything else, do it. I watched him. You want to talk about being loved and hated at the same time. The more God elevates you, the more the haters come out. Amen? Now you know what it takes to sit in Joseph's chair. And I pray that men and women will rise up with looking the facts straight in their face and realizing what it takes but still choosing to run after Jesus and his plan and purpose. Because a lot of times people say, I want it all. I want what God has. There's a price. There's a price. Things just don't happen. Things just don't happen. Most times someone paved the price for it to happen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And today, if you want to surrender to Jesus, today is the day. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus right now and turn from the path you're on, I want you to just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I see those hands. I see them. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and live. I give you everything. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, right now, I want to pray a prayer. If you have a big dream, you feel called by God to do something, whether it's a business or ministry, whatever it is, I want you to lift your hand right now. Say, I feel called. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I want the favor of God on my life. Lift it up. Lift it up. Hands up everywhere. I want to pray for you right now. There's a lot of Josephs in the room. And God, I just declare, give them big dreams and humble hearts. May they stay close to Jesus all the days of their life. May they know that you're with them in the good times and the bad times. May they know that you're with them in the prison cell and in the palace. May they know that you're with them in the pit and in the 
king's castle. God, I just declare right now favor. And I declare, God, give them strength. Create them for the conflict, God. Build them for the battle, God. Let them be ready that when different obstacles come, when the enemy throws a wrench into the plan, that they will stand strong in the Lord their God and fight the good fight of faith. Nothing just happens, but people are built and created for the battle. And I declare that they will run through every obstacle with strength, hope, faith in Jesus Christ. And I declare it in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. All right, come on, let's give Jesus a big hand clap. How many like the chair? Three people, all right. Come here, Nat. Sit in the chair. For real. <laughs> Natalie. She's my wife, so I'm a little partial. But my wife is the most anointed person I know. Yeah. And... I want to pray for her because yeah. God has elevated her to the chair. Come on. And Lord, we just bless her. We bless her. We bless her. We bless her. It's not about her name. It's about the name of Jesus. It's not about what people say. It's about the name of Jesus. It's not about this or not about that. It's about the kingdom of God. Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Use her in powerful ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, give him one more shout of praise. Good. What a powerful Sunday morning service. Come on, put your hand on your heart. Holy Ghost, seal this time. Seal this word the devil can't have it destiny was birthed here this morning purpose was birthed here this morning i believe the holy spirit has convicted hearts already and i want to encourage you if you need prayer if you need to leave unforgiveness at this altar if you need to leave pride at this altar if you're holding on to hurt from the past leave it at this altar this morning if you want a pastor to pray over you and believe for a fresh anointing in your life, come forward during this time of worship at the end of service. And I want to encourage you, if you're believing for more, if you want more, if your spirit is burning for more of God, come back here tonight. Sunday night, we're taking it back. And God's breathing on that service. So we'll see you tonight. The altars are open. We love you. We love you. We love you. doesn't bring you glory remove it remove it everything in me that doesn't bring you glory remove it remove it remove and everything everything in me 